When to change ministries? That is the question discussed with Bruce McAllister on this episode of ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. On this episode of ReChurch, I'd like to welcome Bruce McAllister uh, to our table. Bruce, okay. thanks for being here. My privilege. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, Bruce has been a friend of mine for years and a friend of many pastors. Uh, Bruce, again, for our audience's sake who might not know you, give a, just a little bit of background on your 40 years of ministry. <laughs> well, I started preaching when I was 15, so it's uh, coming up on 48 years this month of preaching. I uh, trained at BJ, went off at 18, thought I was going to be here four years, and uh, ended up being here now. This is my 46th year on campus. And so BJ, you mean Bob BJ Jones University? Uh, Bob Jones University, okay. and, and it's been my great privilege for about 40 years, most of those 40 years, to serve with the ministerial class and helping train men for ministry with a fine team of men. Great. And so it's been a privilege. And so Great. taught church planning and uh, helped some churches get planted. This and that worked with GFA here for a long time as well on the board. And All right, so as we're doing this podcast, here's the question I want to talk about. When is it time to change ministries? Okay, so when is it a pastor, I call it, uh, somebody phrased it, uh, a holy unrest hmm. When God is stirring in our hearts, or maybe we got to discern, is this God, or is this just simply yeah. an unsettled feeling in my life? So yeah. I heard you do a workshop on this one time, and it really touched my heart on the way you had thought through it. So uh, this morning, Bruce, I'd like just to walk through the different considerations that you think a man needs to pray through, talk through. Okay. So I think one of the first ones you said, there's a spiritual consideration. Yeah. Well, ultimately, of course, the church belongs to God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't belong to a man or a group of men. It belongs to God, and God has a will as to who shepherds that church at any one season. So ultimately, our main purpose is to be lined up with what God wants in whatever season of the church. And so the, the man of God, the pastor, has to be submissive to the will of God. And so there are, there are things for him to think about in that regard. Is he truly submissive? Is he wanting to do God's will? Is he prayerfully seeking God's will in God's word? And does he have the confidence that he's obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit in not only in his vocation, but in his location? And of course, um, there, there are other considerations that come along. We have wise counsel from our pastor friends or uh, others that can, can help shape our understanding and evaluation of our own situation. And I think we have to ask ourselves, are, are we being good stewards of our gifts and talents in a, in a given setting? Is this really the, the best fit place for me? Sometimes you get into a setting and you realize it's not a good fit. Right. Uh, and you just couldn't see that because we're finite uh, coming in and it may lead to a relocation. So in uh, all of this, uh, those times of unsettledness or kind of restlessness, I think we have to come back to the simplicity of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, mm -hmm. to trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not into our own understanding, acknowledge Him in all our ways, and have the confidence that He'll direct our paths. So, so the man must be spiritually um, settled and submissive, or this whole discussion ends up being mm -hmm. off 
high base. Let me yeah. dig in that a little bit further. One of your, I know one of the points you had made was that as I'm a pastor seeking God's will, okay, I must keep my motives pure from, mm-hmm. you know, just from worldly thinking. Yeah. So I think we all want to be, quote, successful. Yeah. So what would you say would be a safeguard or a follow-up question to that? How do I guard, if I'm contemplating this, changing ministry, how do I guard my heart spiritually from worldly thinking? Yeah. Well, a couple of worldly ways, John, 1 John 2 tells us, is the pride of life and uh, the lust of the eye. That can be a lot of things, but covetousness can lead to a desire for a, we think we're deserving of a much better salary or bigger ministry. Bigger ministry. Bigger city. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. And bigger platform. And while men do go through phases and they usually start small and that church may grow into a larger ministry or or God may call them on to take more responsibility somewhere else over time. But if a man's craving for attention or he's craving for uh, something God hasn't provided if he's if he's uh, covetous in that way, again, it's going to throw things off. So man, just like any believer, we just have to keep judging worldliness or worldly thinking, worldly ways out of our minds. And it's kind of weird that you have to think like that in, in a ministry context, but if you've been around ministry long enough, you know that this can, uh, this can take over even good men's minds. Yeah, all of us. Uh, yeah. Pride is can sit in there. Yeah. Uh, great words. All right, so spiritual considerations. All right, next thing I think you had laid out was some personal considerations. You know, why am I considering a change in my ministry at this time? So walk us through uh, your experience of counseling men on some personal considerations, okay. uh, questions they must ask themselves. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think when a, when a man has been in a ministry for a, perhaps a good while, he begins to realize that he has probably done all that he can do. And that may mean that he's brought his church to a new level of maturity, and they're ready for a pastoral transition. But what really matters next to being in the will of God is the welfare of the flock. So a true shepherd is, is not thinking selfishly, but he's thinking, um, what would my moving on do to this flock? And, and when one moves on, he can't really, at that point, he has to move on and not try to shepherd the church he's sure. left. But he has to be sure that he's completed the task that God has given him to do, that the church is at a time when it can sustain a change in pastoral leadership, and that that the church is reasonably ready. Sometimes men are affected adversely by what I call mood swings. Yeah. And we as preachers are we are emotional guys, aren't we? You know? We are. Every and Monday so, a lot of us quit. Yeah. <laughs> so you you're you're kind of riding uh, Rotting the ups and downs of ministry, you know, every person I think goes through that some of that. But I've noticed some men have wide mood swings. So the highs and, are higher and the lows yeah, are higher. So that roller yeah, coaster is really yeah. steep and deep. Right? Yeah, that's okay. right. And so I don't think mood swings are a way to gauge the will of God. And it can be health issues. It can yeah. be lack of sleep. It can be someone's badgering us, criticizing us, and it's got us in a foul mood, and mm-hmm. we're just ready to walk out it can be you know hopefully not but it might be a wife who actually herself is experiencing these 
these negative mood swings that are just kind of a plague to him. And so he's thinking, we got to get out of here because my wife can't handle this anymore. And right. so there's things along that line. Um, so a man, I think a man needs to also ask himself, now, is what's really needed here for me to improve my ministry skills and the execution of pastoral ministry? That is being a better preacher, being more of a people person, being more engaged with people, um, being loving, showing compassion, all these qualities that a shepherd ought to have. A man, it's really hard for us to see ourselves, objectively. It's really hard for us to see ourselves. But I sometimes think what a man needs to do is seriously work at improving his ministry skills rather than in a kind of a, I'm done here, then he moves on and he just replicates in the next yeah. place essentially the same approach to ministry that he's had difficulty with mm. where he is. So, so those in, are some the, in that cycle, uh, I think, um, I know you mentioned a danger of changing ministries too often. Yeah. Okay. And we know that after a couple of years, just the natural, okay, I've solved this problem. I mean, there's some, a lot of pastors are problem solvers and they get in yeah. there and they solve yeah. the immediate problems. Okay, yeah. this is done. But what, what would be a gauge? And I know this is totally a subjective yeah. observation on your yeah. point. What would be a gauge if I came to you and I, I've got a history of change in ministries, yeah. how many years yeah. uh, would you add, say, you know, you may want to give it. How frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that's very encouraging to me in our immediate circles with the Bob Jones grads that I know is actually they tend to stay in ministries a long time. Most men are not moving around uh, very often, and I think that's good. Now, I would say for an entry-level pastor who either planted a church or he's, he's taken his first church, that he probably ought to think in terms of a five to ten year window of commitment. Church planning takes ten years, period. Now, most men, I find, that have planted a church, they want to stay with it past the, the baby and infant and childhood stage because they've invested so heavily in it. So I'm not suggesting church planners automatically move on at ten years out. If a younger man, say a 30-year-old man, takes his first church, He's going to learn a whole lot about himself in ministry over the next five to ten years. And my observation is that oftentimes that first church is not his last church. It will prepare him for the next ministry that perhaps will become his lifetime ministry the, you know, for 20 and 30 years out. could be all the way to his own retirement. But I'll tell you, if a man is moving around every, I mean, every two to three years would be totally unacceptable. Yeah, I would say that's and, an indicator. Yeah. So we, but, we, but even every five years would be, yeah. unless a man is actually, that's the nature of what he likes to do. Goes in, fixes up. He's not intending to stay long-term. He's just a, he's a fixer-upper kind of pastor. Mm-hmm. A few men are like that, not many. But if a man is having trouble everywhere he goes, uh, it's almost a sure indicator that he cannot get along with people. The and problem might be him and not the church, uh, it, right? Oh, it, 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 I'm going to tell you, if he's yeah. moving around a lot, it's... Yeah. It's probably him. It's almost certainly him. Or he's terribly misassessing what he's getting into, and he gets in and discovers it. Any other one to two practical, I mean, personal considerations about changing? I know that uh, we need to consider, am I financially prepared to change ministries, right? right. You want to address that? Just, I mean, we are are not only pastors. We're we're husbands and fathers, and, and so the welfare of a man's family plays into this pretty heavily, and so... 
when a man starts to make these transitions, he certainly needs to weigh his wife's counsel and advice mm -hmm. carefully. And he can kind of read his children on this. Sometimes it is best for the children for a change of location. That shouldn't drive it, but it, is, it can be a factor. And, and then I find men, they're gauging transitions in their children's educational program. If they're homeschooling, it may not be so traumatic, but if they're moving from middle school into high school or finishing or, high school yeah, that senior into high college, school. yeah, yeah. yeah so I would be slow to change a child when they're in that delicate, they need to finish that part of their education. Wise, yeah. wise yeah. statement. Yeah. Anything else on the personal considerations no. there you want to talk about? All right, so Bruce, on the practical considerations, I know that there's a book you recommend uh, for guys to meditate through on the practical side. You'll go ahead and introduce that book that you recommend a lot. Yeah, uh, John Cionca, C-I-O-N-C-A, uh, years ago wrote a book called Red Light, Green Light, Discerning a Time for a Change in Ministry. That was 1994. And then he updated it and expanded it uh, later, I think after the year 2000. The new title is Before You Move, A Guide to Making Transitions in Ministry. Mm. And that's a Craigle publication. It's out of print, I believe, but it's available if you look on Amazon or look around on the web. So Before You Move by John Sianca. I've talked to Brother Sianca in the past one time years ago, and, and so he's put together some really good resources, and he has a website as well that you know guys may find some helpful things there. All right, so on the practical side, several things I want you to answer because you're, well, I got you here. So, Bruce, if I'm a pastor considering changing ministries, I think I need somebody to be able to have a hard conversation with me that yep. knows me. Would you advise always having maybe a mentor that can sit down and say, hey, you know, you, yep. it's not the church's yep. problem, this is your problem, yep. right? So who else would someone seek counsel from? I mean, when do you go to your church leadership that you're in? Yep. When do you get the word out? When do you start putting out right. references? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is such a delicate. It is. It really is. So what? give us yeah. some practical uh, advice. Well, I, I would go outside the church first to whomever your best confidants are and just you know, naturally talk confidentially with them. This could be an evangelist, let's say, who's come through the church, has some familiarity. It can be a long, lifelong friend in the ministry that knows you. It can be some other person. My general idea on this is that the best source of counsel is people who know, certainly who know God and the Word of God, and they know life well, but they also know you well. Mm -hmm. So to go to a complete stranger to get counsel on something of this nature, to me, while it has some value, it's not as valuable as somebody who really knows you. So I would go outside the church first, and then once a man is pretty seriously considering a transition and this is delicate and this can blow up in your face but I say to men is there a leading layman that you have confidence in and that in essence the church kind of turns to in a time let's say of pastoral absence and he's he's the man all right if you have a good relationship with that man I would advise guys at least to consider talking with him very confidentially ask him not to discuss the matter with his wife once the little undercurrent starts, if that leaks out, then you're, you're sunk, you know, yeah. probably. And just say to him, do you think this is a good season for the church and for me 
to go ahead and start the process of transition. Mm -hmm. And you might cushion that by saying, now, I don't plan to go anywhere soon, but over the next year or two, or, you know, kind of cushing it. Right. And, and if he says, no, absolutely not, we want you here, and you have the support of the lay leadership and the people in this church, and we want you to be, and, you know, if he came back, that might be uh, reassuring. Uh, on the other hand, if, if the man hesitates or he kind of wishy-washy when he, he doesn't really want to say it, but, but if he would say, you know, yeah, I think we need a new voice and, and I think you probably need a fresh start, yeah. something like that, then I would weigh that seriously uh, as a... As yeah, a, and, and don't you think it's important also to be having a relationship with a man in your church that you can sit down? I even recommend sitting down once a year and just saying, hey, what do you see? Yeah. How can I improve my ministry amongst yeah. Yeah. our leadership, amongst yeah. our church? Yep. So I think that relationship right. needs to be, right. the pastor needs to take the initiative right. to form that relationship yep. within the church. That's right. Okay. I'd be a little slow to have that conversation with, the, say, the deacons or elders oh, yeah, as a group yeah. because that, right. that's a different dynamic. If right. you throw that on the table, then that's going to get out and it's going to exactly. spread and it's going to be trouble. On, so. on the bigger picture, yeah, just bigger, an ongoing right. relationship. Right. I agree. How can I improve yep. my ministry? Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with good. you. All right, so is there, just to kind of wrap this up in, in some things here, again, speaking of Bruce McAllister, who's had 40 years of ministry experience as advised many pastors. Bruce, just if there's, just leave with this. One word of encouragement and one word of warning. All right, so <laughs> if you could give a word of encouragement to a man who is right now listening to this, who is actively seeking the Lord's mind on changing ministry, what would that one word of encouragement be? Hmm. Be realistic. Okay. Be realistic. Uh, of course, wrap all this in prayer, all in the right. Word, and just realize that when you go to another ministry, it'll have a set of challenges that may not be all that different from where you are now. Right. So if you're just if this is escaping, there's no escaping human nature right. and the realities of ministry. But I would be I would be realistic. I would be patient. If a man's going to make the change, then he needs to keep in mind it's easily going to take a year from the time he starts seeking to make the transition. I mean, he actually gets his resume out, starts the process with churches. It'll be a year. It can be two years. It can be three years. I've seen a national study in our circles. It was put out years ago by Bill Barba, a doctoral dissertation. Yeah. And so it just takes time. So I tell men, don't think there's something wrong if you're not in a new ministry in short order in three to six months. You may not even discover a prospect right. uh, until three to six months out if you're going at it pretty hard. So I think what you're saying is there are no immediate solutions in this. No. We need to yeah. be prayerful, yeah. careful, yeah. walking with God yeah. as, and, and considering all these yeah. things. So again, I want to thank Bruce for being with us. I also want to thank Sarah Hartwig for all her work on these podcasts here at the GFA team and putting these out. So Bruce, thanks for being with us. And again, uh, this is GFA Missions, ReChurch. You can contact us, you can contact me at mfantmfant at gfamissions.org. And if you got any questions for Bruce, I'll be happy to forward those on to him. Sure. Okay, Bruce, okay. thanks very much. My privilege, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.